On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. Now, it is six months ago since the first time that we had the Simon Communities in studio to talk about their locked out of the market report, just about the sheer lack of properties that there are available in the rental market, particularly if you are dependent on the housing assistance payment. And at the time, we probably thought that things couldn't get very much worse. But we've invited uh, Wayne Stanley, who's the head of policy at Simon Communities, to come back into us because uh, you have an updated report uh, out today, uh, Wayne. And one would have hoped that things couldn't have get much more acute or that you were kind of reaching the, the minimal number of properties that are available. And that is unfortunately not what you found in your latest update. No, this is um, our latest lockdown report showed only uh, um, 600 and uh, the number's going away from me, 600, just over 600 properties available at any price at all. and only At any price at all? Yeah. So forget whether you are dependent on state supports or, or housing kids payment. There are only 600 rental properties yeah. on the market in the country. Uh, across the 16 areas we looked okay, at. Okay. Now, now, but that is most of the urban areas. Um, and in a couple, a few years ago, that would have been seven or 8,000 properties, mm. which is... Seven or 8,000? Yeah, it's going to be 657, because I have the yeah. in front of me. Like, That's a huge drop. More than, like, uh, less than a year ago, there would have been um, eight or 900 properties available within a HAP rate, and we would have been concerned about the low level. Mm. Now there's 37. In the 37. Last 37 properties. So of 657 properties that were available to rent at any price in the areas you looked at, 37 are available to those on HAP. And HAP. that's assuming the local authority uses the maximum discretion that they have to go over the basic rates. So if you were to look at the basic rates of HAP, what they are currently, there was only two properties uh, available. Two. The 35 additional properties are the local authority stepping in and using mm. the available discretion so for, to them. For people who aren't familiar with the way the system works, there is a baseline rate which is dependent on your family circumstances and the local authority area in which you live. But the council has some scope to go beyond that if they think that's what you need that's to meet exactly. your housing need. And if they don't go beyond that discretion level, there is only two properties yeah. available in the in the 16 areas that you've looked yeah. at. And that includes all of Dublin, Cork, Galway, Limerick, um, sort of commuter areas around Dublin, Kildare, um, you know, like yeah. Sligo, we're, like we've covered most of the country in those 16 areas. Does that not pretty fundamentally articulate a system that just isn't working? If there are only two properties available in the pretty much the lion's share of the country that can be afforded at the rates the government has set? Yeah, there's a, there's a number of things it shows. One is the massive over-reliance that we have on HAP for providing uh, some form of social protection for people who are in housing need. Um, at the same time, it's there. I mean, there are almost 60,000 households availing of it. So it does provide a service. So, it, you know, mm. we shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, sure, yeah. But, and those people have tendencies right now and that's yes, fine. But if that's exactly. if the tendency remains as it is and we all know yeah. small-time landlords who, now that they're not in negative equity, are choosing now is the time to sell up or they're selling because they fear a recession on the way and they want to maximise their market now. So there's a fair fair reason to think that a lot of people who currently have have tendencies are, could find themselves out in the rear in a couple of months because their landlord decides now is the time to sell. Yeah, and and it's those people, I suppose, who are who are going to struggle, particularly if they're on low incomes. Because what we are seeing is in the current HAP rates, and we can we can talk about the minister has taken some action actually uh, on Friday that will that'll kick in on Monday. Okay. So we'll we'll talk we'll about that in a second. That, yeah. But um, what is the case is that uh, those people who are on low incomes who are on the HAP rates are currently having to top up. So while there's 37 properties we've identified, actually what people are doing is taking money out of their social welfare payment and topping up by 100 euros or even up to 500 euros a month mm. to help them bridge that gap. Um, and I suppose our big concern around that is that is entirely unsustainable. 
um, and particularly in the context of the cost of living crisis that we're all living through, um, it makes it furtherly unsustainable and makes it more likely that people are going to be forced out of their homes, unable to pay their rent. And in some cases, people are going to end up in homelessness. And homelessness is the reason why the Simon community keeps yeah. looking at this issue. Uh, just on that last point, though, th- there will be some listeners who will be thinking that, well, of course, would it not be expected that people would provide some of their own income or th- aside from HAP towards their rental costs because b- people shouldn't be expecting the state to cover 100% of oh, yeah. the price they pay to the landlord. That's important to say, yeah. HAP isn't, HAP isn't a free uh, payment. People are expected to pay a contribution from their income uh, which is the same contribution they would pay if they were a local authority tenant. Okay. So this is a topping up of that. In addition to that, they're also paying a level of um, 100 or 500 euros additionally mm. to get to meet the, the bridge the gap there. Uh, there will be, we'll come back to, to what the, the minister is doing to try and, and, and address that in a second. Um, but I know that there, there's a long-standing complaint about HAP that since it was introduced, all it has effectively done is inflate the market. That yes, at the time that it was introduced, that it was considered to be some sort of a short-term um, aid because rent was just beginning to skirt along a level that people couldn't afford. It was supposed to just bridge that gap to get them over the line. And over time, it has become this bigger and bigger and bigger sink of money where there's now billions going into it funneled through the local authorities. And it's effectively become a subsidy for for landlords, which then pushes up the price for everyone else. And you sort of wonder that actually has HAP now become this this beast which is too big to slay, which is going to make rents by subsidising it unaffordable for everyone indefinitely. Um, so th- there's two aspects to that. There's no question that there has, HAP has become a mainstay of the public housing system um, that it should never have become. We should be building more public housing we should have initiatives like cost rental, which would actually draw those people out of the private rental market. If you were designing your system, you would have an element of HAP. It gives flexibility. It allows people to move around, particularly when they're earlier on in their careers. And it's something you can give immediately. You don't have to wait until the, the public housing is built. But that it is 60,000, which is 20% of the, the private rental market, mm. you know, is too heavy a reliance on it. In terms of continuing to increase the rates, and it's sort of the inflationary aspect that that has. I think there is something probably to the argument that it underscores um, rent levels. Uh, But in the current system, all you're doing is bridging the gap between what people have to pay for their uh, rent Mm. and keeping them in that home because they're not able to afford it. So I think it's important to say the rates were set in 2016 and they haven't gone up since, while the cost of renting has gone up you okay. know, very significantly in those years. Which is then what brings us to what the Minister has done uh, on Friday, because the Minister has signed new regulations, which I believe are intended to, to raise that. So is he raising those those benchmark rates for the first time in six years, or is he just giving more headroom if you need it? It's more headroom. So what he's done is increased the discretion for local authorities outside of the Dublin area. Okay. It's currently it's so, at 20%, and it now increases it to 35%. So the basic rates remain the same, but there's a, there's okay. additional discretion so, for So where previously a local authority could give you 20% above the the basic rate, they can now give you 35% exactly. of the basic rate. Would that make much of a difference so in your w- figures? Yeah, in our figures, it, it would have brought an additional five properties um, five. into into uh, into circulation. In, in the 16 local authority areas that you've looked at? Uh, it, remember, it, it, the, the 35% doesn't affect Dublin, so yeah. it's outside of the, So there was only 10 properties available in the first instance, so 15, it, it then becomes 15. Uh, so it, but, but it, it begs me, although it might, it might be a, a good gesture, it might help to, to address some people 
people and get them out of a bit of a hole, it suggests that that, that mm. bringing yeah. it to thirty five percent is not nearly it, enough. It's very it, it, yeah. We we would have called for that to be fifty percent, and that would have had a, a, a more significant impact. But what is important to say, I go back to that topping up, that increase of 35% discretion will allow local authorities to support some of those individuals and families who are topping up unsustainably mm. and bridge some of that gap. So as a homeless preventative measure, I think it's very welcome. Okay, but but it, in terms of people who are already out, whose tenancy has ended and who now need somewhere new to live, it's yeah, going it, to do very yeah, little for yeah, them. Yeah, because we're talking about 37 uh, properties across four different uh, family types, you know, it's sort of a, a couple with uh, two children or a couple with one child, there was only uh, 20 properties uh, available wow. across those two, because there was 12 uh, if you're a, a couple w- with one child or uh, 20 properties available if you have two children, but yeah. there was overlap between those two. Yes. Um, and that's... So, com- so basically if you are a, a single working parent and you are requiring, are dependent on, on HAP, that in, in most urban areas, if you live anywhere urban at all, uh, certainly in any of the cities or within striking distance of them, that there are only really a couple of dozen properties at most in, in the country that yeah, you could afford. Absolutely, yeah. And that's in the context of, I suppose from the Simon community perspective, that's in the context of over 1,300 families in homelessness at the moment. Um, what's particularly striking, one of the findings, that in the 16 areas that you've studied, that there were no properties available to rent in any household category any at all um, within either the standard rate so even if you got the discretionary 20% on top of the baseline rate there would be nowhere in Cork City Centre nowhere in Dublin City Centre nowhere in Galway City Centre nowhere in Limerick City Centre but not alone that nowhere in the suburbs of Limerick nowhere in the suburbs of Galway nowhere in the likes of Sligo Town nowhere in Port Leash the idea that people would say you know, of course, no one expects to be able to live in Dublin city centre, but that you could commute from from Fingal or from Blanchardstown or some somewhere, you know, within commuter distance of the city. If you're getting to the point where nowhere in Galway County or nowhere in the suburbs of the city is affordable at all, nowhere in the suburbs of Limerick, you're getting to a point where where housing is, is genuinely, in a more acute level than it ever was, genuinely just beyond people's affordability under any circumstances. That's absolutely right. So I think that's part of the next conversation is what do we do from here? Mm. Absolutely, we should. We need to look at the base rates of the housing assistance payment because that'll help keep prevent people from having to enter homelessness. Yeah. And in the context of the cost of living crisis, will also uh, be a support to those who are sort of most heavily impacted by mm. the cost of living crisis. But beyond that, we have to start thinking about what can we do and what can we do in the short term? Because this is a depth of crisis I don't think we've ever seen uh, before. Mm. What? Uh, so we have to start looking for, so the, the, the term that's often used is there's no silver bullet in housing and that's absolutely yeah. true. But in the short term, what we have to start looking at is are there short term silver bullets? And w- one of the areas we think uh, the government should be looking at is the level of vacancy. The s- recent CSO figures said there was 166,000 mm. units. The revenue uh, disagrees, uh, as you know. Yeah. The revenue is looking at lo- local property tax um, uh, assessments. So it's a different, it's a, it's a different okay. beast. Now, th- th- but that's not to say that there was 100 and s- that all of those 166,000 properties are, are will be uh, sure. appropriate yeah. or available. And it's also not to say that this is entirely easy, but we only need 3% of those properties a year for the next two years. And that would bring an additional 10,000 units into, okay. into circulation. Um, there is, though, the argument that if the baseline rates need to be inflated, that, that housing assistance payment and other sub- subsidies and supports already cost over a billion euro a year. And that if you want to increase state investment in actually buying homes, in actually building them, in, in dealing with the supply side of the crisis, 
that every extra 10 or 15 million that you put towards HAP is 10 or 15 million less towards capital projects that actually create new homes. Um, there is truth in that, but the, the depth of the crisis that we're in requires a crisis response. Um, and that means we need to put the resources behind all of the actions that need to be done. And something like we need to look at that level of vacancy because what that would do is draw that into the public housing system, create affordability and draw some of those people out of HAP, uh, which maybe it settles the books a okay. little bit. Uh, there's a huge amount of detail uh, in the report. It's all available on the Simon Community's website now. Uh, Wayne Stanley, Head of Policy and Communications at the Simon Community, thank you very much for coming in to join us in studio. On the record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PWC. Sunday morning at 11. On News Talk.